You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time now for It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. And Brenthurst Wealth is SA's top boutique wealth manager in both 2020 and 2017 and is consistently in the top three or four. Let's have a look this week. This week I'm speaking to Johan Berger. And Johan has come up with a very interesting and very simple topic for discussion on this podcast. The reasons for the volatility year to date and given the big correction, what should investors be doing now? I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but goodness me, it's a massive, massive topic. Johan Berger is from Brenthurst Wealth in Pretoria. Johan, welcome. And I applaud your simplicity when it comes to this podcast, because there must be so many people at Brenthurst that are phoning you up every day and saying, what do I do? Why is it so volatile? So maybe you could start with that, the reasons for the volatility year to date. Yeah, good afternoon, Lindsay, and yeah, good afternoon to everybody. Thank you. It's been a, quite a difficult year. It started pretty much on the, on the 1st of January this year. And and across the globe, everything is, is pretty much down. Um, for, a, for a short period of time, we had a nice commodity run where commodities had a nice jump. And the rest, like tech and the rest of the world, just keep on falling. And eventually now, in the last couple of days, we saw... A, a big drop in, in commodities as well. Um, but the reasons for for the volatility for year-to-date, obviously, um, I'm going to start with the biggest one, and I think the inflation risk currently in the U.S. is, is probably the most important factor. Inflation between 6 and 8%, and for a country like the U.S., that is, that is actually quite high. So eventually interest rates will go up higher, and that is not very good for economic growth, not in the U.S. Um, nor any other country for that matter. So normally when interest rates do go higher, there will be a slow growth coming through. So that's the one aspect. Yes. The second aspect is, is obviously what's happening currently in China, um, the full lockdown. That has a massive impact on the rest of the world. A lot of exporting do take place from China. And there's just currently nothing happening. I saw a pic of, I almost want to say the sea travel, what's happening outside of China. And, and all the boats and ships are just standing quite outside China. So that is, a, that is a big problem and that needs to be addressed. And hopefully China won't go like Australia, for example, in a very hard lockdown for a very long period of time. And then thirdly, um, I think a lot of people might say this is the major reason, but I don't think it is. It just plays a vital role. There must be some sort of direction with the war going on between Russia and Ukraine. So those three factors do play a vital role why valuations have come down quite a bit. Yeah, there's so many things. I mean, I often sit down for a podcast with, with somebody else, whether it be one of your colleagues or another one of my contributors, and I write down all the things that are going on. And and quite frankly, I mean, I know the NASDAQ has gone into a bear market uh, because it's uh, classified as more than 20% down means a, a, a bear market. 
I'm actually quite surprised that the markets are still where they are. And one thing that really disturbs me is the prospect of, for example, supply chain issues, China lockdowns, COVID uh, reiterating itself with another variant, uh, the war going on forever, inflation going into double digits. All these things I write down, and I just wonder, It's we, we've identified these problems, Johan, but how long are they going to last? And what influence will they exert on markets and with what consequences? Yeah, that's the big question. And the unfortunate thing is nobody knows. Um, the market could go down another 10%, another 20%. And this could probably go on for the remainder of this year. Maybe not. And that's the big question. And and before I start or answering what should investors be doing, actually with Umbrenta, somebody sent us a, a pic of a, of a great tweet that that came about in the last couple of days. And it's almost like, Let's say you buy a house today for, let's call it a million rand. And the very next day, somebody offers you that same house that you bought yesterday yes. for 800,000 rand. Right. Will you, as the new buyer, sell it on that particular day? And the answer is quite easy. That's madness. Nobody will sell it, especially the day after or quite in a very short period of time. And that is exactly what is happening now in the markets. Because you can see the value valuation directly, a lot of things are down between 10 and 25% um, globally. And at this point in time, unless your outlook, risk profile, personal circumstances where you need income or you need that amount for a specific event in a short period of time, it is quite foolish to sell out um, at these valuations. And and once again, I'm not saying from my side or Brenta's side that things will turn around in the next month or next two months, but you must go and down or must go and sit down and ask yourself, what was the original strategy? Um, what is my outlook? And what is that the time factor that I do take in consideration by doing that particular investment? And if it falls in the category, I still a long-term investor, my objective is still to create capital growth, then almost the best thing to do is to do nothing, especially with these valuations. Yeah, so what do you do then? If, if, if a client came to you now, and given the conversation that we're having, and a conversation that many people will hear who are already Brenthurst investors, Brenthurst wealth investors, and uh, potential Brenthurst wealth investors, they'll listen to you and I talking. If you, if someone came to you with say 10 million rand today, what would you do? Would you just park it in cash and say, look, interest rates are rising. The South African Reserve Bank is going to raise rates again. So you can get a better yield with a cash deposit or a money market uh, investment? Or do you say, okay, I'm just going to deploy my my usual thoughts of three or four different pillars of an investment portfolio, i.e. diversity, money market, bonds, equities, and precious metals? I don't, I don't know. It depends on the, on the person. But what do you say to them today, Johan? Because it is a knotty problem that we've got here. Mm. At this point in time, in terms of how far the market has corrected already, I personally believe it's a brilliant time to to invest. Now, once again, I want to emphasize, I'm not saying this is the bottom. The fact is you are buying a 20% discount compared to a couple of months ago. 
So if a particular client, a very good strategy at this point in time would be to to participate a portion, let's use the 10 million rand for example, to allocate at least a, a large part in the region of 40-50% to that. So let's say the market turns around, at least you will have some sort of exposure to benefit from that. The remaining balance, you can go a little bit more conservative. In South Africa, for example, our bond yields are still brilliant. So you can allocate. So let's say it doesn't happen and the market falls another 10%. At least a large part of your portfolio will be protected by going that strategy. If the market falls another 10 or 20%, then the remaining 50%, and a lot of people would want to sell the 50% in equities. That's actually the last thing you want to do. You want to actually, if there's another drop, increase that 50% conservative part and create more equity exposure. But it is it is difficult times, a lot of uncertainty. Um, and Magnus from Brent just actually indicates so many times, I mean, we've seen so many corrections in the last 20, 30 years, um, and every single time, two or three years after a big drop, a lot of people will say, you know, I wish I invested at the bottom. Yes. Once again, I'm not saying this is the bottom, However, it is a great time to invest. So a lot of people are going to say in two or three years, I wish I invested mid-year 2020-22 when markets went down by 20-25%. So yeah, in short, strategy for all investors out there, the worst possible thing to do now is to go out of a position unless your personal circumstances need it. Yes. It is a good time to invest, but it doesn't mean it's the bottom. Phasing in new capital is probably not a bad idea. And yeah, don't ever forget your long-term goal, and that is to uh, create capital growth. And markets do go through cycles. And like I said, we've seen this in the last couple of years. Very good. And finally, I want a personal opinion from you, if you can, Johan. You know, markets are driven by human beings and you've all got, you know, you probably sit around a table at Brenthurst and uh, whether it be via Zoom or in person and you talk about markets and you have these these meetings. What is the consensus at Brenthurst, first of all? And secondly, what is your personal view on how long this will last? Because um, it started, let's face it, it did start uh, over two years ago with the outbreak of COVID-19, as they called it. That's been put under wraps in certain geographies, but other things have con continued to perpetuate the bearish sentiment, if you like. So what do you think? How long do you think this is going to last? I think it's going to be a tough ride for the next, uh, for the whole year, to be quite honest. Mm. The interesting fact about that is you can have a very difficult year with, let's say, 60-70% of particular days will be down, but the remaining, let's say, call it 40% that could go up. For some odd reasons, let's say everybody still believes China, the inflation, the war plays a vital role in current market conditions. Why did the market go up the last couple of days? So it's all sentiment. And the point I'm trying to make is in order to participate and take advantage of growth, you have to take advantage of the days they will be positive growth. 
Um, so the big question is now, if you go out of the market, when do you go back into the market? It's literally impossible to indicate that. The other aspect from a Brentist point of view, um, we are still, and I mean that's been the case for the last 10 years, we are quite concerned from a South African investor. Um, there are still opportunities from a South African economy. However, we do have a lot of red flags in South Africa, political-wise, um, electricity-wise, also inflation, rise in petrol prices. So inflation levels in South Africa, in my opinion, are way higher than what they publish from the government. Um, so, yes, we're still more bullish. We do feel more advantages or opportunities um, globally. Um, but, yeah, people still need to be cautious how they position themselves. Never a better or rather, should I say, worse time to have a financial advisor just, just guiding you because people's emotions do run away them, with themselves, Johan. Absolutely. We, we almost feel like psychologists at this point in time. Mm. Um, and, and during these times, um, and we can go back to the credit crisis, we can go to 2020 when, when COVID hit um, all markets quite hard, where the market fell by between 30 and 40%, um, is to try not to do something emotional against your long-term goals. And it's very easy to say, and a lot of investors feel we as advisors do something differently or our money is invested in a different way. Mm. Advisors do go through the same thing investors go through on a daily basis. Um, so, yeah, try to be calm and um, to have um, a long-term goal. Great advice, Johan. Thank you very much for your time. That was Johan Berger from Brentus Wealth in Pretoria. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.